0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Year's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And he gratefully does not care about hockey, so he I did not get subjected to the Devils losing their ninth game in
1: a row. Oh, we're going to talk about it. Save it for the show. Welcome to checking out the competition, New Jersey Devils times four, which checking out the competition died a little bit because the Flyers died and along with them, all of us, and I got lazy and a little bit uh, disinterested in talking about the Flyers, if you can believe it. So I've been slacking, but four games... (laughs) four games against the New Jersey Devils in a row. And John Fisher so helpfully reminding me that I actually have a job to do. Seemed like a good reason to resurrect the old checking out the comp. So, John, how are you?
0: The New Jersey Devils are currently in a nine-game losing streak, and they are one point ahead against a Buffalo Sabres team that you are very familiar with. That had an 18-game winless streak. So from a hockey perspective, Kelly, I am in a state of disarray, depression, and a glass case of emotion. Other than that, I'm doing pretty well. Like, personally, I'm fine. I'm vaccinated. You know, child is good. Work is good. But hockey-wise, Kelly, what this show is all about, the hockey, the thing that matters, it's been pitiful. And appropriately so, as the Philadelphia Flyers have also been pitiful throughout April and are about to join the New Jersey Devils in being mathematically eliminated from the playoffs in very short order.
1: It's true. I am um, waiting with bated breath for the Micah, the Philadelphia Flyers have officially been eliminated tweet. It's almost like every year it's just, ah, the sweet release. I no longer have to think that perhaps something might happen. And I can free myself Mm. from this prison. So as you mentioned, the Flyers have been bad. No getting around that. But they have not been as bad as the New Jersey Devils, who have lost three in a row to Pittsburgh. And before that, lost four in a row to the New York Rangers. And before that, two in a row against Pittsburgh. Right before that, though, they did beat Buffalo 6-3 to back on April 8th. So good on that.
0: Yep. It's their only win of the month so far
1: yeah not not good so okay so we've talked a few times this season and we've acknowledged that the New Jersey Devils this is not like the Flyers this is not the year for them they're in a bit of a transitional period and no one was expecting it to to be you know good but this seems extra bad and like worse than it was before so what has been up with the New Jersey Devils since we last saw them
0: I have to start with a sigh because Mm -hmm. that's where the team is at right now. Again, one win in April, nine regulation losses, no less. Not even like an overtime game or shootout. Oh, no. All nine games have been lost in regulation. Um, Every first period, with the exception of the Thursday game against Pittsburgh last Thursday, the Devils have been shut out and outscored by at least two goals in the first period. Um, and that kind of hints to what where a lot of the problems have been. This team has been, you know, even when they come out with good energy, good pace, they create some scoring chances. It looks like the run of play is looking good, it's favorable, and then everything falls apart and you're down to nothing, and you're left looking up at the sky already. Mm-hmm. Um, both literally and figuratively. Um, it's very it's it's starting to become a little more vogue for lack of a better word, for the Twitterati, if you will. To highlight that the Devils' goaltending has been a main suspect of all this since they're rocking Carter Hart levels of save percentages since, you know, this losing streak began. And over the course of the season, it's been, you know, continually kneecapped with um, every passing game. Mm -hmm. However, I would like to stress that, you know, of all the greatness that we have and advances we've seen in analytics, goaltending remains to be a giant black hole. And a big reason... I say this, Kelly, is because the New Jersey Devils skaters have done a fantastic job of victimizing their goaltenders uh, throughout this season. This is not to say that, you know, Mackenzie Blackwood has been perfect and that Arendelle and Scar- Scott Wedgwood ha- have been wonderful. I mean, Wedgwood literally let in a goal from center ice uh, last, twos- Ooh, last Tuesday to, to, to the Penguins, by the way. I'm sure you loved hearing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Brian Dumoulin specifically, it was very Tuscala esque. Uh, we have some seen some. Pretty bad goals. But even if you took all the bad goals away, it doesn't undercut the many more instances of, oh, that player's wide open. Hey, he has a wide open shot in the slot, or he has a wide open shot on the weak side where the goalie has to go post to post. And what do you know? The post-to-post save miracle attempt didn't work. Hmm. Uh, you know, oh, hey, this guy's open getting a rebound in. Hey, how come how come he's open over there? And every all the other five devils are looking in the opposite direction, or hey, I'm nor- former Norris Trophy winner P.K. Subban, but I'm going to lie on my stomach like a penguin, uh, the animal, not the, not the team, <laughs> to try to defend this two-on-one and end up defending nobody in a two-on-one. Oh, look, it's a pass, shot, and score. Um, there have been multiple and more instances of that than necessarily the goaltenders making a big boo-boo. Um, and therefore, but of course, goaltending stats do not reflect that. They just say, hey, did you make a save? Oh, you didn't make enough saves. Why don't you make more saves? And I'm sitting here w- watching these games going, how the hell do you expect, you know, Mackenzie Blackwood to pull an Artur's Urbe split in this situation nine times out of 10 and get it when they're leaving Jared McCann open on the blind side due to their stupid passive diamond penalty kill or because somebody forgot to look that, hey, when somebody doesn't have the puck in this sport, you still need to pay attention to them. Um, I- I'm getting more and more frustrated, partially out of rebuild fatigue. Um, mm-hmm. So I apologize if I sound a little more harsh on my favorite hockey team than usual, but, let's, but again, one win in April, nine straight regulation losses, goaltenders getting victimized. I mean, it's very easy to say, oh, the defensive effort isn't good enough, but really, Kelly, the defensive effort has not been good enough for New Jersey, and their offensive eff- efforts have been um, – they don't really come out to play until they're down three, by three goals or more, and then they make a spirited comeback at best make it close, maybe tie it up every once in a blue moon, and then you fall short, and then you're just left, you know, with a whole bunch of false hope and frustration over the fact of where the hell was this when it was zero zero back at the beginning of the game.
1: Hmm. So, yeah, goalie stats, particularly the box stats that you get
0: mm-hmm.
1: generally. Um, goals against average and safe percentage. Not 100% accurate, particularly... The goals against average, not, not a very good. No, don't use
0: GAA. It's bad.
1: Um, but goal. I feel like the goal saved above average kind of gets you there. It gets you closer. I think. There um, are, yeah.
0: It's a little closer to reality, but again, things like GSAA or GSA which is goal save above expectations. Mm. Um, you know, the problem with the expected goals models and no disrespect to expected goals models. I mean, they they track the biggest driver of those models are shot location. Well, shot location doesn't account for what happened prior to the shot being taken or mm-hmm. what's happening in front of the shot, as it were. Um, so I'm sorry for cutting you off there because I, know. I do have this on the brain right now. It's actually going to be the subject of uh, Monday's post. Um, that you can read on All About the Jersey. It'll have lots of pictures that will make you cringe. Even you, yes, you, Kelly, a Flyers fan, who probably would delight in the New Jersey Devils failing. Um, But you would still cringe when you look at some of this and go, oh, that could have been my team. It's not my team, but it could be. Because this is a textbook example of how not to play at this level in your own end of the rink. So, um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say the goaltenders have been otherwise wonderful and you know it's just the defense but it makes it incredibly hard to be wonderful oh for
1: sure the only reason i brought it up is because Mackenzie blackwood's goal saved above average is negative um as is carter Hart's, and i'm being forced by both circumstance and twitter.com to pit those two against each other for the rest of their natural lives and so it, it brings me a bit of joy that Mackenzie Blackwood mm-hmm. is also in the negative because I got to hear a lot about how he's better than Carter Hart. And honestly, none of us know that, and we won't know it for probably like 10 years. But well, for now, it brings okay. me joy that he's also bad.
0: Well, again, if, if you're a Flyers fan, I, I regret to tell you that this is probably the best time to play the New Jersey Devils right now since mm-hmm. they got bodied for the most part. Against our hated rivals, uh, a non-playoff team, I might add, in our hated rivals, and then playing a real playoff team, and currently, as of this recording, until after tonight's game between Washington and the Islanders, first in the East, Pittsburgh Penguins. They got bodied by the Penguins, um, and in both in both of those, you know, runs against them. There were, again, there were a couple of nights where they tried to make it close. Uh, last Tuesday against Pittsburgh was real. Real shocking—a six-goal third period, and you still lose. Uh, on top of following coming back from down three nothing to our hated rivals, and then taking a bad penalty in the near end of the third period, and then passive diamonding your way to an L. It's rough, Kelly. It's mm-hmm. rough. So, so, so I. So again, you, you should feel a little hopeful. I would say that the Flyers might end their season on a somewhat high note, since they get to play each other five more times, four of which in this week, which again will be the week of pity.
1: It's real annoying that Pittsburgh is in first place, isn't it? It's real annoying.
0: Not really. I mean, you know, I mean, a lot of people like myself, uh, you know, tend to write off teams like Pittsburgh and the Islanders saying, oh, they're too old. This is going to be their downfall. You know, it's got the windows going to shut. You know, and you would think with Pittsburgh not having a Jenny Malkin, their their window would be shut. But Pittsburgh is actually a good example of how to properly build a team around a, a generational talent. Same with Washington. It's not just in getting, you know, top draft picks to play with them. It's also finding the guys that you've never heard of, but fit well like a glove with them, like, you know, uh, Jake Gunsell and. Teddy Bluger and finding Brian Rust and figuring out Jaron McCann was a good fit. And then, you know, you supplement the team appropriately where, you know, you could take a Philadelphia approach and throw all your money at Kevin, Kevin Hayes to be that guy. And my goodness, that contract is hideous. Kelly, you know, I'm going to have a, in honor of the week of pity, I kind of went through the Philadelphia Flyers and their cap and their near future. I'm going to be real with you, Kelly. This team looks like it needs a rebuild, like New Jersey has undergone.
1: Nah. It no. No. Nope. No. Like this Retool. core,
0: this, this core Retool. is is not gonna win win anything. It hasn't won a playoff series since what 2012. Um, and you know, er, you're alternating first round. Oh, I'm sorry, they went to this, they went, they won their play-in series last year. I forgot about that. They beat Montreal, a team that I have been in it. That uh, was the
1: first round of the playoffs.
0: Oh, I'm my mistake, my mistake. Montreal, they won it. Okay, well, I stand corrected. They All won. Round. They won a round under the strangest circumstances in the history of the NHL. Surely, this is the core that will get them to the promised land. Poor Claude so, Giroux.
1: Hold on. Let's let's talk about this. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm gonna. I. So what? hell does that even mean this core hasn't won anything because you just said it flyers fans say it fucking constantly and it makes no sense logically oh are we talking about the core being claude Giroux and jake voracek is that the core because those are really the only two players that have been here for a decade and if you're suggesting that those two players are the reason
0: Oh, no, uh, no. haven't
1: won anything during that time. It's just fucking stupid. For most of the time, they didn't have a goaltender. Obviously, they haven't of had one for, ever for my entire life. Not
0: since, not since Ron Hextall.
1: For most of the time, they didn't have a defense. Ron Hextall came along and literally shut down any progress that the team was going to make on the ice because he was trying to do some kind of farm rebuild that involved absolutely nothing at the NHL level. So by choice, by plan, the team wasn't meant to win shit for the 5 years that Ron Hexall was here. And the only reason that we started winning is because they started adding NHL talent. Yep. And it's just it's very frustrating to me because Claude Giroux is, is a great player. He's a fantastic player. One yeah. of the best players of this current generation of NHLers.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's not Giroux or Voracek's fault that they're not going to win anything. Is not, it they, isn't. It, I'm they, saying poor they, him because you have, have this great talent. Claude he's, Giroux he's basically Denise Avard.
1: Solves <laughs> zero problems. It In fact, creates more problems because now you're worse. You get rid of Claude Giroux, you're worse. It's okay. a worse team. Well, Jake Voracek is a different story because his contract is out of control and he's, he's definitely not producing enough to justify the cost and the team needs pieces that his money could be better well spent on. So, yes, Jake Voracek needs to go. But it's not because Jake Voracek is the reason the Flyers don't nope. win hockey teams. It's nope. because the contract's too fucking big. Kelly,
0: I, I'm agreeing with you. It, I'm, my, my point wasn't that Giroux or Voracek are the reason why the team isn't going to, isn't going to have anything resembling. Like, there's not going to be a run to the conference finals for this team. There's not going to be a run for Stanley Cup finals. Um, there's not going to be a run for the grand thing that they have not won since 1975. It's just that between, there's a lot of money and a lot of term committed to Voracek, Hayes, Konechny. And mind you, Konechny's really good. Voracek's pretty He's good. And it's, not Gir- that much Gir- it's No, it's a bargain contract at $5.5 yeah. I agree. The problem here is that this team... The Flyers right now are capped, pretty much capped out right now. And next season, there's not going to be a whole lot of relief. There's only going to be $11 million to which they need to find goaltenders since Elliot and Leon are both UFAs. Carter Hart's an RFA, so he'll be kept around. But And I'm sure that contract discussion is going to be wonderful given the season he's having.
1: Well, he actually did us a bit of a favor there, actually.
0: In a sense, yes. Both it, it, him it, and,
1: and Travis Sanheim did us a favor by having shit seasons.
0: Right. But that's Helps just it. it. But that's just it, is that there's not really going to be a lot of room for maneuvering um, to find better players for these guys. Because if Hart and Sandheim don't turn it around, even if they do turn it around, again, where is this team going to go? I mean, we've already seen the flaws with the coaches. We've seen the flaws with the special teams, which is actually – Almost as bad as the Devils on the penalty kill, which is remarkably terrible, by the way, Kelly. Right.
1: It's real. It's real bad. Real bad.
0: And, and the other harsh thing is that whereas the Devils at least have a lot of youth players and a lot of a lot of cap flexibility, they have they actually need to use it. They need to spend it for a change. Um, that's on Tom Fitzgerald. That's not on um, anyone else. But the the issue is I'm looking at the rest of this lineup outside of the big guns. If, you know, the Giroux unit doesn't have a good game, if Van Rinsdijk doesn't have a good game, if Couturier has, poor Couturier, he's going to become a UFA, and, you know, his wonderful contract is going (laughs) to yield very little. And outside of the younger players, the only guy who has been really playing well, really well, could be a real find, is Joel Farabee, which again means he's going to get paid. And because of giving Kevin Hayes this ridiculously ugly 7.1, four, two million dollar cap hit on top of paying James Van Rimsdyk, uh you know, seven million on accrued value. You see Scott Lawton's extension kicks in. Um, you know, it's like, guys, I, I, what are you doing? Like, poor, like, that's why I say poor Giroux and poor Voracek, because those guys are te- are definitely capable enough that this team should be much better. And that's why I call this the week of pity, Kelly, is because just as, you know. I pointed out in the week of hate that our hated rivals, New York, um, are a classic example of an overachieving team that's going to reach out for the sun and fall very, very short. And people will say they're good, but guess what? They ain't good. They ain't that good. They, they're not even in the top half of this division. And the Flyers, on the other hand, are a team that was expected to do well, expected to be a big team, expected to do all these things, and we're seeing this season no. And I'm going to be real with you, I'm not really super confident that even if they get it together, how far are they really going to go outside of the moon and the stars aligning uh, matchup-wise in the playoffs, if they even get there?
1: See, I I just, I, as of right now, Chuck Fletcher has not given me a concrete reason to believe that he can't retool this offseason in a way that will make this team better. He has to shed Cap without question. Yeah. One of Jake Voracek or James Van Riemseich needs to go. Mm-hmm. Where the and, and we've discussed this on our podcast, the, the Voracek trade is going to be a trade that you, that you lose. Like you're going to lose that trade on paper. Yeah. On purpose, right? You're just trying to get rid of him. It doesn't right. matter what you get back. The subtraction is what you're going for.
0: Exactly. You're making I, space. You get space. That's your win.
1: Yeah. I, and I feel like he should be able. To do that, I also think that he should be able to acquire a defenseman. A, a number one or a number two is what well, we I would need. hope so. Gustav's oh, be here with our waivers
0: one. not that long ago. <laughs> he's probably done in Philadelphia.
1: He, he is almost certainly done. He's another one that I think that even though he's been um, – for long stretches this season, our best defenseman, because it's, it's just been that bad. But his 4.5 is probably also coming off the books, because I, there just doesn't seem to be right. any kind of tenable solution to that. He seems like Kraken bait. He, he could be, but I think that the goal might be for JVR to be Kraken bait. Because JVR's numbers are still good. This is true. And he brings you that whole veteran leadership thing that, you know, a fledgling team is probably going to want a little bit of that. This is true.
0: He's 31. He's got plenty of gas in the tank. And he will probably be a thorn in the side of the New Jersey Devils, especially a penalty kill that decides we don't want to really cover anybody in a 1-3-1 setup appropriately.
1: Mm. Well, good news. The Flyers' power play is also trash, so.
0: Well, well, Okay.
1: It's always not, fun when I'm you not, have like. I'm not going to argue teams. how
0: worse the Devils are going to be at it,
1: but okay. Well, I, it's kind of fun. It's like okay, we're playing a, a team with a trash penalty kill, and we have a trash power play. Who can be worse? What's well, fun? I
0: well, I just literally <laughs> took screenshots for Monday's post of the Devils completely ignoring the eventual goal scorer on power play. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm feeling I'm feeling a kind of way about the Devils. You know. Blowing it to a, a big man like Mr. Van Remsdijk since they seemingly have problems with five foot nine Jake Gunsel standing in front of the goaltender.
1: Do you think that are you kind of like at this point rooting for the Devils to get all the way to the bottom of the, the division?
0: Hell no. 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 Why? No. Kelly, my prediction for this season, I did not predict playoffs. Nobody at all about the Jersey predicted playoffs. But we did predict that this team was not the worst team in the East. We predicted that this team could at least be better than Buffalo, and we were hoping they could be better than our hated rivals. Obviously, the latter's not gonna happen. Mathematically, it's it would be like not happening. And the fact of the matter is, after the trade deadline, Tom Fitzgerald in his post-game, pre- uh, post-game, post-deadline conference call said, oh, we're gonna be competitive. We're gonna try hard, we're gonna be competitive. And the, the Devils then proceeded to get shut out by our hated rivals in the next two games. And, you know, get bodied um, in that weekend against our hated rivals. And then, you know, lose another three games to Pittsburgh. Like, they, like again, in all of these games, the Devils go down big and big early. Meaning, if you're a Philadelphia Flyers fan looking for some W's this week uh, coming up, you should very much want the Flyers to wake up and start off well. Because the Devils continuing continue to ship goals away like they're FedEx. Uh, especially in the first period. But nevertheless we expected a competitive team and the devils again, one win in April, they're making these spirited comebacks way after it was, you know, really necessary. So the scores look closer, but anybody who's watched the game from start to finish would tell you, yeah, that was just all garbage time goals. So yeah, you lost to the capitals five to four. That's nice, but it would be great if you didn't wait until you were down four one to start scoring or likewise, Hey, you lost uh, 6-3 to, you know, our hated rivals on the 17th. Yeah, it would have been great if you weren't down 4 nothing before you started coming within one goal and making our hated rivals having to realize, oh, yeah, we're playing a hockey game. Maybe we should, like, compete. And they tacked on two empty netters to really, like, you know, inflate that score for a 6-3 final. That's been a lot of what's been happening with New Jersey over the past month to a month and a half. And um, that's a big reason why, you know, Out of sheer pride, and I know pride doesn't mean very much, okay, Um, but out of sheer pride and professionalism, do not be worse than the team that lost 18 games in a row. Be better than the team that literally doesn't have scouts in all major European leagues because they figured, let's not hire them. Let's not be worse than the team that made Taylor Hall, former Hart Trophy winner Taylor Hall, answer a question publicly when somebody asked them, hey, do you want to waive your NMC? And he goes, yeah, absolutely, instead of playing all coy like you're supposed Hmm. to when you're a professional player. Like, I want the Devils to at least say we're better than the tire fire that's in Western New York. And right now, Kelly, there's a very big concern for me, at least, me, John Fisher, not necessarily everybody else among the people who matter or everybody else at all about the jersey, but I do not want this team to be worse than Buffalo at least finish better than Buffalo. And unfortunately, Kelly, where I'm in a reality where they could very well be worse than Buffalo by the end of the week of pity.
1: I'm told several times a week that I'm an idiot for, idiot for rooting for the Flyers to win games at this point, that I should be. If I were a good, smart fan who knew what I was talking about, I would be rooting for the Flyers to lose all of their games so that instead of picking 17th, They pick 15th and as such completely change the trajectory of the franchise, because obviously moving up two spots in a draft where no one knows who any of the people are because no one's been playing hockey. It's very important. So I'm surprised to hear you say that you want your team to win hockey games. That's wild. Yeah. And as I briefly mentioned earlier, but
0: I, I am suffering a little bit from rebuild fatigue because ultimately the Devils are kind of exactly where they were five years ago. In 2016, where a lot of Devil fans, myself included, knew okay, Ray Sharrow's involved, new GM, new coach, new pretty much everything in the organization. Um, Tear it all down. It's going to be bad, but it's got to be torn down. And now it's almost like we're back to square one, literally five years later. There was one playoff appearance, one amazing season from Taylor Hall. And instead of building on that, they didn't in 2018 19. So they sucked again. And then they tried to buy in, you know, PK Subban, Nikita Gusev, um, who was the other big acquisition? Wayne Simmons for a season. Um, they tried to make these big moves to make Taylor Hall happy since he was a pending free agent. They ended up trading Hall. They traded Simmons by the deadline. Gusev is now a Panther after his contract was terminated uh, this year. And Subban is currently, Subban was ov- obviously the best acquisition out of all of them, which is odd to say given his humongous and hideous contract. And you're not going to see him this week because he's currently suffering from the coronavirus.
1: Oh, that's a bummer.
0: That is a bummer. There's a lot of bummers with the Devils right now. And honestly, yeah. I'm at the point of like, what, what what else needs to happen here? Because already we're on GM number two of this rebuild in Tom Fitzgerald, who was Ray Shero's assistant. And it begs the question from, for ownership and more and more fans are starting to question how serious ownership is, which is a little relevant to your neck of the woods, Kelly, as they are also the same owners of the Philadelphia Sixers.
1: Everyone uh, hates them.
0: Yeah, I'm, I've not heard of a lot of nice things. I'm of the opinion of, look, they're the owners, sign checks, give money, stay quiet. You know, Don't, don't, be, don't be Eugene Melnick. You know, That's the type of ownership you don't want. But I, I'm starting to be more sympathetic to the criticisms of, hey, where's where's the, we have all this cast face. Can we get some players to at least be decent? And, you know, I understand the argument that you get that you're you're told that you're an idiot. And again, you're not an idiot, Kelly. What you are suffering from are the disciples of who I call Sherman Abrams, the tanking enthusiast. Mm. The sort of person that believes if you're not going to be great, you got to be the worst team possible because the draft pick will fix everything. And they don't care about development. They don't care about uh, culture in the organization. They don't care about the fact that Winning and success in a lot of things, be it in hockey, be it in business, be it in podcasts, be it in blogs, be it in dating, be it in marriages, be it in child rearing, whatever. It's not like you flip a switch and you suddenly get good at it. You got to build processes. You got to work on things. Development is rarely linear, but it's never, never instantaneous. But the mindset of the tankers are just get that draft pick. And suddenly, if that draft pick is amazing, Bam, Stanley Cup, look at the Penguins, ignoring all the other things the Pittsburgh Penguins have done to be the team that they are today.
1: I got to tell you, I don't want the Flyers to make a single pick this draft. I want them to trade all of them for hockey players. Well, Every single one. This is the draft class that
0: you may want to do that in, since as yeah. we mentioned, this, you mentioned, know, everything is very odd with respect to scouting. Um,
1: Literal sure we'll, crapshoot, this one.
0: Yeah, I mean, the OHL literally canceled their season, like mm-hmm. the OHL. That's like one of the biggest provider of players, as you know, and poor Buffalo, like they only have an OHL and the WHL scout. So I guess the OHL scouts just going to be watching YouTube videos of Will Scouch to figure out who to recommend, which isn't a bad idea. Will Scouch is smart. You should watch him. I'm, I'm promoting a guy that doesn't work for me. But hey, mm-hmm. there you are. Um, yeah, we're, we're talking about a lot of things not involved with the next four games because the, both teams are bad and have nothing to play for outside of bragging rights. And even then the bragging rights are pretty minimal since at the end of the day, it comes down to playoff series wins and cups and the devils have three, two leads in both of them.
1: All right. Let me bring it back a little bit then. (laughs) Give me something. There must be something good that the devils are doing that could theoretically lead to them winning a game over the flyers who are also bad
0: okay write these three names down
1: i'm writing them down
0: right i'm not i'm not but go well all the (laughs) listeners write these three down because these three players have been the most consistently good and i do mean good like legitimately good not me you know rationalizing good i'm not trying to sell you on good these guys are legit good over the past several weeks as a line, and that line is Yegor Sharangovich, Yannick Koukkanen, and the big deal himself, Jack Hughes. All the people who were lamenting about the lack of points for Jack Hughes and wondering who in the hell is Kwakinen and Sharangovich, you, need, you will get an education this week. Because even when the Devils were struggling to score goals when the game was close, and even when the Devils were making those spirited comebacks, these three have been consistently the best at getting attacks going. If you are concerned about the New Jersey Devils scoring goals against Carter Hart or Brian Elliott or Alex Leon or whoever else is going to take to the net for the Philadelphia Flyers in these next four games, these three guys are going to create the most pressure. These three guys are going to create the most attempts. These three guys are going to be the ones. They may not be scoring the goals necessarily, but they're going to be the ones that are going to make, your, make you uh, want to uh, imbibe in an adult beverage You know, when you start noticing that uh, Philip Myers just can't handle the, uh, the franticness.
1: Mm. okay.
0: I don't know why I picked on Philip Myers there. I just figured I'd throw his name out there instead of, like, Justin Braun. I mean... It's it's six or half dozen or the other to me.
1: Myers has been out of the lineup a whole bunch because Alain Vigneault uh, scratches young players who are bad but never old players who are bad. Um, it's neither here nor there. He, uh... Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Carter Hart tweaked his knee a little bit oh. a few games back and has been... Out of the lineup. Apparently, it's nothing serious, but uh, he hasn't at this played point, yet. At this point, why why rush it? I'm I'm saying, I if it were up to me, they would just be like, oh, well, done for the season. Lower yeah. body injury. Shut they it hate down. To see it. Yeah. Because honestly, like, yeah, there's no point. And what if he gets no. actually hurt playing exactly. these dumb, meaningless games? So why bother? But of course, I'm sure he'll be back in at some point. And I don't know which of these four games... It will be, but I would presume that he's going to play in at least one of them. And then you'll get Brian Elliott for a couple of them. And he's actually been good because Brian Elliott is good when you don't have to play Brian Elliott a lot. And he had a little (laughs) he had a little four-day break. And when he came back from the four-day break, had a very, very good up game because he was rested. Old people need to rest a little bit. You know how it is.
0: I I, I do. I'm 38. I definitely understand what it needs to be resting.
1: Okay, so I feel like we have sufficiently aired our grievances with our respective teams. I think we did a good job of that. You seem to be expecting that the Devils are going to lose these four games. Is that what you're expecting to happen?
0: I want the Devils to win at least one of these games. I don't want a losing streak going into May. I don't want a losing streak that sends them to eighth place in the East. I don't want, an eight, I don't want the Devils to be the 31st best team in a 31-team league. I want at least one win. I would love it if it's tomorrow. I would love it if it's also on Tuesday and, and, and Thursday, since those games will be in Newark, and that would mean the Devils will win their fifth home game of the season if they win one of those. Oh, That's, fucking yikes. Yeah, um, the Prudential Center has been a rock for the opposition. That's Um, wild. Yeah. Needless to say, needless to say, a lot of the frustration with the, among the fan base has also been from people who've legitimately paid money to see these games and are like, guys, 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 what are you doing to us? What are you doing to us? In a pandemic, you're going to play like this in front of us. How dare you? Mm -hmm. Um, Unfortunately for devil's fans, there's only four more home games this season. Um, I would like that, Kelly, but Kelly, I have to keep it real. If there's nothing else about me, you know that I keep it real.
1: We love to keep it real around here.
0: Exactly. And this team is writing a nine game losing streak (laughs) and they, they're, you know, Wedgwood and Dell have been horrible backups The defensive effort has found consistent ways to fail or, in some cases, literally flop on the ice. And the offensive efforts have not been consistent outside of that Jack Hughes line and certainly not consistent until the game is out of reach. And that's been the story for the better part of this whole month, never mind, you know, this nine-game losing streak. So I want the Devils to win the week of pity. I want them to, Kelly. But am I expecting it? Would I put money on it? Do I think the Devils are going to win four in a row now? No, I do not. And that's sad, Kelly. And that's another reason why I call it the week of pity. Because both teams involved are in a state of pitifulness.
1: They really are, aren't they? They are. They really are. It's a real bummer.
0: Yep. And what's even better, Kelly, is that the last game of the season is May tenth between Philly, Philly, and New Jersey. That, that's is that make, right? That's the makeup game that far
1: ahead. Good that's lord. the make,
0: that's that's the makeup game from the many uh, schedule changes between both teams.
1: Oh so, lord!
0: So this will not be the this week will not be the end, and you get to talk to me one more time before the end of the season. Really? Yeah, you're welcome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I personally. I can see this. Uh, I can see this being a split.
0: Okay, I, I would take a split at this point. Again, I need the Devils to win a game.
1: <laughs> see, a split would be extremely negative on the Flyers end, so yeah. I can see it happening. I know that a split for the Devils would be like, a, hey, cool, we split, that's nice. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> although I I don't even know anymore. I I'm supposed to be rooting for losses apparently, so maybe maybe Flyers fans will be super pumped if they. Lose two or more of these games against the Devils. I don't know. I also don't know about you, John, but I've had enough of this season with the same teams over and over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. I thought it at the beginning of it, I kind of thought it might be fun. It's not fun.
0: It's not fun when you're on the losing end of a lot of them. I will agree. Yes, if you're exactly. winning them, it's that's
1: like, woo, it. yeah, we beat our oh, rivals every day. Woo. That's actually a good point. We talked about this in our podcast as well. How there being so many games and the games coming so quickly is probably super fun when your team is like playing lights out.
0: Oh yeah. Back in January, you know, devil fans were pumped. It was like, Hey, this team may not be that bad. Hey, get some W's. Hey, COVID. Hey, they won two games after COVID and then not, not for a while after.
1: (laughs) Oh, that reminds me. So I kind of, so the flyers season up till March And the COVID situation. They weren't great. By any stretch. But they were finding ways to win games. And they they were seeming to. Kind of start to fix. The process problems. That were leading to a lot of ugly hockey games. That they ended up winning. For whatever reason. Then half the team got COVID. Then. They were kind of forced by the league. To come back. Because they had to get that outdoor game in. And then everything went off the rails. Like March was the month where the entire season just crumbled into tiny sharp pieces that stabbed all of us. I don't I I I know that people are like this is an excuse. Everyone's going through this. But I kind of feel like and I don't know if you think this too, like maybe these guys got pretty messed up by the COVID. Maybe it's super hard to get a, a serious respiratory and cardiovascular disease And then come back and play high-level professional sports. Like, maybe that's difficult. Because it it just seems interesting. Like, I know, I I remember seeing the numbers, and I don't remember them off the top of my head. But after the Flyers came back, like, the records before the COVID pause and after the COVID pause for both the Flyers and the Devils were pretty dramatically different. They were. Well, they were. It makes me think, like, maybe, maybe this season is just cursed. And maybe, it's, and maybe it's okay to admit that a bunch of guys who, despite like just because they're in their younger years for the most part, and obviously in peak physical condition, like I, you heard a lot of like what came out of Vancouver and uh, Ristolainen up in up in Buffalo said a, a little bit about it. Some of these guys got it pretty bad, and just because you didn't hear them talk about it doesn't mean that it wasn't super hard for them to play hockey at a high level once they got back and maybe we should give them a break a little bit
0: maybe well i I am definitely sympathetic to that i mean the harsh and we discussed this before you know between the two of us Mm -hmm. when a game was canceled we kind of rapped about it for lack of a better term that part of what makes this pandemic so difficult and why it's so important that you need to go get your vaccination shot even though it's Technically, not a vaccine. Like you could still get the coronavirus. It just won't. You just won't go to the hospital because of it. You know, you can kind of live with it. Um, so go get your shots, everybody. Um, but, anyways, uh, that we don't know what the it, part of what makes this so dangerous is because it can affect people for very different reasons, mm-hmm. with a whole host of variables determining why it's worse for maybe Bristol um, in but it's not worse for Taylor Hall. And kind of, and and I'm I'm somewhat sympathetic because again we're talking about a respiratory illness here. Like hockey is very much a high intensity sport. If you do not like the one thing at the combine, at the NHL combine, and I don't think there will be one this year, but in the past the only test that people seem to really care about is, um, you know that VO test where you're mm-hmm. on the exercise bike because guess what, how you handle high intensity situations is going to go going to determine a long way in terms of whether or not you can hack it in pro hockey, never mind the NHL. Um, that being said, Kelly, I do a weekly division snapshot at All About the Jersey every Sunday at 11. And I actually can tell you what week things went wrong for Philadelphia. And that week was the ninth week of the season. It was specifically um, March 7th through March 13th because mm-hmm. they went one in three against um let's see here i got the write-up right here so they played um they unfortunately had the capitals to start that they capitals beat them 3-1 they did beat buffalo because hey buffalo was losing a lot that then but they did it in a shootout you probably remember that as the one game of like please do not lose to this buffalo team please do not lose the buffalo team and they won the shootout and you went woo! and then they lost to washington again 5-3 and then they rallied Came short in a comeback effort to lose again to the Capitals, so they went one in three. And now, to be fair, Washington's a really good team this season, so I mean, not mm-hmm. a whole lot of shame in that. But the Flyers never really had that comeback, um, from that point, they only won one week since then, winning in terms of like they won more than half of the potential points available. Uh, they only did that once ever since then, and that includes this coming week, by the way, for this week's yeah. snapshot. So, what I'm saying here is like I'm sympathetic to the fact that, you know, COVID kind of ruined a lot of seasons and derailed them and the compressed schedule. I think the lack of practices definitely hurts a lot of teams, especially Mm -hmm. struggling teams like the Devils, like the Flyers, like Vancouver. Um, But at the same time, however, the real slide for Philadelphia didn't really happen until a couple weeks after they came back. So Uh it's it's possible that it's a lingering effect that, you know, you've, you know, those first few games, you're pumped full of adrenaline, you haven't played in a week, you haven't played in two weeks, you want to get out there, you want to, you don't want to, you want to effort there, I don't know why I keep hitting my fist, but, you know, I'm doing (laughs) it for effect here, that's this weird slapping sound you're hearing, you know, you want to get out there and, you know, you want to smash somebody you know you want to you know get out there and you know do your job do the thing that you want to do that you get paid real well to do go do it it's your thing it's your passion it's your life and then a couple days a couple games later after the adrenaline wears off you just go and it's another game oh it's a loss okay and then it's another loss and then you know the sagging begins
1: Mm
0: -hmm. the the sadness begins some other s words begin (laughs) and uh then you next thing you know, you fall from being in fourth place as of March 7th, 2021 um, st- still is in fourth place. I actually fell to fifth place as of March 14th the next week. And then uh, a couple of weeks, I think two weeks ago, they fell down to sixth rainfall. place. And yeah. they're kind of they're kind of locked for sixth place at this point because the range yeah. our hated rivals. The Rangers have won some games. And, uh, and that's sort of, this is actually the final point I want to make about the coronavirus. Cause Boston has also suffered from this, not necessarily to the extent of the flyers of the devils, but they have had games canceled. They've had, um, some significant players, you know, taken apart. And by mind you, Boston has also been suffering a lot of injuries throughout the season too. So they've also had players, you know, they haven't been hundred percent for a while, mm-hmm. but they came back and they've been, they literally just had a six game winning streak, just end to Buffalo of all teams. Um, Wherein they beat buffalo twice which made every ranger fan in new york very unhappy because they need to catch boston and guess what they're not going to um which pleases me but not them but uh but boston has come back pretty strong since the um since their pandemic break and um so i guess you can look at look to them as an example of yeah but they also suffered and you know they're boston they're they're a quality organization with Great goaltending and a killer top line and a and a rat for a top winger that just scores a bunch of goals and makes everybody angry at him.
1: Yeah, I just I'm ref- I just refuse to believe that this year's fly like the performance of this hockey team is. In any way, a reflection of their true talent level, and I hope that they prove me right by being better next season, but that just remains to be seen whoops yep. can say what will happen in the future not me
0: i certainly can't tell you I, i'll tell you what i want to happen but you won't like it
1: well you know <laughs> we've all got agendas so it's fine john i think we've done some good work here and my cat is starting to yell at me so perhaps we should wrap this up
0: yeah i think you should feed your cat
1: yeah this was good stuff though thank you very much again for hanging out with me as always hopefully if nothing else we get four entertaining hockey games. Wouldn't that be nice? Four entertaining hockey games in a row.
0: Well, I hope they're entertaining in the way that I would find them entertaining, as opposed to the way that you and your fellow fans may find entertaining.
1: Now, you know that a game can be entertaining for both sides.
0: It can be, but I want to win. I, I need a win, Kelly. All
1: right. You'll <laughs> I need probably victory. They're, they're I, need, probably I need glory win. and triumph. Although, to be honest, I'm going on vacay next week and we'll watch zero of these hockey games. So it'll probably be the best hockey that the Flyers play all season because that's mm. okay. It'll, it'll be wow. like that sometimes, but you know, fair enough. Yeah. All right, John, everyone go to do all about the jersey. Check out John and his team's work. Everything's good. Where can the people find you on Twitter? They can find my personal
0: account at J.K. Fisher. That's F-I-S-C-H-E-R. Don't bother with that because you want to follow AAT Jersey blog, which is the blog's account, which is much more relevant because it's about hockey and only about hockey, the thing that matters.
1: Yeah, I guess it does matter, unfortunately.
0: Well, it is a hockey blog. I mean, if if it doesn't matter, then what's the point of the blog?
1: (laughs) Fair enough. All right, John, you enjoy the games. Everyone enjoy the games, Hopefully. Go Flyers if you're into that sort of thing or yay losing if you're into that sort of thing. Everybody should just be happy. I'm saying go Flyers. So go Flyers. All right. right, Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com.